0: Welcome to the DMV Sports Fan Podcast, a podcast by sports fans for sports fans. And here's your host, Matt. Cousin Steve, welcome to the podcast. Thanks great to for be for being here. here. Yeah, Thank thanks for you. having me. You are a professional podcaster yourself. Uh, I'd uh, say
1: I'm well-practiced.
0: The Pro level, we'll see. Uh, tell us about your podcast. You, you've had it for uh, a fairly long time, right? Yep. Several. It's a sports podcast, too, so you are a a pro at sports podcasts.
1: We like to think so. It's been maybe four years. We have over 150 episodes. It's evolved over time. Uh, we um, love Adding new sounds, gimmicks, um, new segments, and uh, what we do really is look at why people think they're supposed to like football, but really don't need to, and then why baseball, of course, is great, and it's all from a, an aesthetic perspective. So it's a little can be artistic, highfalutin, but it also we we get down on the the muck sometimes too. What made you guys want to start this podcast? Mm. You can ask the same thing about me too. I think it was because we both felt we had the same approach to, to sports, and we both like baseball a lot, and we both needed to, to distance ourselves from football. We are like, how do we do that? We had to come up with a cogent uh, rationale, so we, we developed this whole uh, body of work with the, the podcast network. Um, and
0: so for four years, um, the uh, podcast, <clears throat> the strength of it has been uh, boasting about baseball
1: mm-hmm. and knocking down football as best you can. Yeah, it's right. quite easy if <laughs> <laughs> you really think about it. But uh, how about this one, Matt? This one's pretty new. Um, what got you started, and what have you liked so far about it? Well, for me,
0: what uh, got me going on this podcast was that I had a lot of sports conversations with a number of friends and coworkers, and it was just you know fr- free flowing conversations. And in the end, I'm like, hey, this could be a very interesting podcast. Yeah. So why not? Why not give it a try?
1: That's, yeah, that's now you're ringing a bell for me too. My friend once, after a conversation about sports we had, he says we need to get this on tape. <laughs> that might have been the beginning. Exactly. So, so uh, <laughs> um, so we'll we'll get back to football
0: a bit. and You can tell us why it's an easy target. Wait, if ever yeah, there's exactly. a lull in the
1: conversations, bring up football <laughs> and it'll be going for hours. Right.
0: So <laughs> let's talk about baseball. Um, the. Uh, we're in the middle of the playoffs.
1: Yep. The uh, championship
0: uh, the, season series just started. Yeah, so we got the Dodgers against the Brewers. Let's talk about that since that's already started. They mm-hmm. they're 1-1. <clears throat> what
1: what do you what do you make of the first two games and who do you think's going going to win? It's tough. Milwaukee I still can't get a quite a grasp on because they brought in a lot of players recently towards the end of the season. They're they're experienced players, so they should be good, but you never quite know how they're going to gel. Dodgers have been a, a perennial powerhouse, so you figure they're going to break through at some point. I guess they were in the World Series last year. Right. So I, this seems to be a pretty big heavyweight um, matchup. Last night it looked like the Brewers were in complete control. Tonight the Dodgers had the upper hand, had some pretty crucial hitting. Um, so maybe it'll be this back and forth. And uh, who are you? Who are you pulling for? Mm, tough. Probably the Brewers. Yeah, I mean, be,
0: right, it's somebody different in the World Series.
1: Yeah, yeah. What do you think?
0: Um, uh, s- same
1: thing. And I'd like to see a World Series game played up in Wisconsin. That'd be pretty good. Yeah, they're be pretty cool. They're used to Super Bowls up there. and They could, they need some World Series. What I can tell, the um, fans have really turned out. Have you been to Miller Park? No, I haven't. I haven't either. Here, it's nice. So um, you, as you mentioned, you're a big baseball fan.
0: Um, you've been to a lot of uh, parks in the country, right? Yeah, probably a dozen or more.
1: Um, which one would you say is your favorite? Um, it's That's tough. Um, the, the one I feel the most about, or like the most, I guess, is Wrigley Field. I kind of felt it was a cathedral of baseball. Uh, the men's room, they still have troughs there. I think that's just so classic. <laughs> but besides that, you know, it's built in, in a classic way, and it has so many, such a history, and it's right in the middle of a neighborhood. You don't see that. Like um, They're trying to do that with Natspark. Not quite working yet. There's right, a lot of businesses. Right. There's like a water treatment plant there and some condos, but you don't get that quite the same feel. But um, Camden Yards is also very good. Uh, a great I, place to As we were
0: just talking about, Camden Yards is a great stadium. It just mm-hmm. needs a baseball team. <laughs> a good baseball team. <laughs> a good front office. But that now, do you still consider Baltimore your home team? Yeah, the Orioles are still my home team. I root for them over anybody. But obviously, yeah. after living here for a while, I'm attached to the Nats. Plus, the Nats have been in the playoffs they've given us a a fair amount of time right but (laughs) unfortunately not this year no you you're from st louis yep grew up there and you're still the your top team are the cardinals yeah but you have adopted the Nats too as a team i have yeah
1: it's good to cheer for the local team but in your you know deep in your heart it's always you know where you grew up usually so um yeah the cardinals are they had a decent year they brought it they're seasoned up to like the second to last game before they were out of the playoffs. Uh, yeah, they're so young. I was gonna say, what, what do you think that they need to do uh, <clears throat> in the upcoming seasons to actually be a playoff contender again? No, that's a good question. I mean, I think that they feel like they're in the, going in the right direction, right. but they're so young. They, you know, the Cardinals will bring kids out of their farm system. They'll do well, but then they'll plateau and then they'll leave. Gritchik. Uh, it's true of him, Piscotti, he's gone um, a couple of other players, pitchers um, have cycled out so you just kind of wonder, well, when are people going to be good and stick around and then right. actually create a World Series team but the management's in flux and, you know, they definitely have money so they could pull someone, I don't know if they're going to pull someone like Bryce Harper uh, but they could pull in a couple of experienced players especially um, experienced pitching maybe a 28, 30 year old pitcher they could probably use that what about the Nats? Um, a couple weeks ago
0: on the podcast, uh, we had a conversation. We came to the conclusion that we feel the Nats are still in pretty good shape. But I think you think differently, right? <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, it's funny. that You know you read the journalism about it, and it's like, well, they should have won the World Series this year. That's like every year. And you're like, well, maybe we should back up a step and not think that they should. We need to like take a look at them as a day-to-day ball club. Can they win games? Um, how are they feeling about what's their... You know, clubhouse mentality, all that kind of stuff. Right. And I'm feeling a little bit, a lot, uh, a little bit, or maybe a lot now. The front office is having too much of a uh, deleterious effect on them. Up until recently, a a quite aged person was (laughs) was in control of the. uh, How aged was he? (laughs) I think he was over 90. This doesn't seem like a winning combo. And uh, the front office, I think, was exerting too much control, where they can produce a team that looks good doesn't win in the playoffs i mean they were pitiful in the playoffs right i i feel like that has to come down to something's rotten and that now it's kind of narrowed down to the front office i don't know you you've been watching them a little bit what do you think
0: yeah i've been following them i think um i i don't really have um much more insight than you do but i i just think that there's this there are these certain expectations. They've made the playoffs. They can't get past the first round. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know what? That's still pretty successful for yeah. most franchises if you look at the big picture. So I just I don't think they should have gotten rid of Dusty Baker. That's that's unfortunate. Yeah, it's, and they've kind of, and they've gone backwards. So I I think that's telling.
1: I, yeah, I know I agree. It's it's funny to fire a guy for being really successful. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Did they make a hundred wins with him one season? close it's pretty close it might have yeah. been like 95 yeah. or so yeah 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 but now you're a, a big basketball fan right from what i understand and um when does this is the season started yet? yeah
0: uh the season starts tuesday tuesday i'm pretty excited because for a number of reasons one the east uh, cleveland's not going to come out of the east okay. this year um w- the the celtics are really good toronto's really good mm-hmm. so i think the those two, top two teams will, <clears throat> one of those two teams will come from the East, I'm not going out on a limb here, but at the same time, <laughs> there are, like, five or six other teams in the East that are still... The Sixers. Yeah, I mean, right, the the Sixers are young, mm-hmm. and, you know, if if Kawhi Leonard doesn't uh, gel well with the team in Toronto, mm-hmm. if the Celtics have a lot of injury problems like they did last year, the... Mm-hmm. the the Sixers might be um, a team to watch. Everybody's saying that the Greek Freak on <laughs> on Milwaukee that he, oh, yeah. he that he he will sh- probably be MVP this year. Nice. So yeah, I mean Milwaukee should be good. The Wizards had some pretty good pickups in the um, in the off season. I don't know how Dwight Howard's going to fit in, but mm-hmm. having a big man who can score sixteen points and twelve rebound and get twelve rebounds a game uh, could be a positive. They got Jeff Green. Austin Rivers, and the other thing too is that they plan on running like a small lineup, like mm-hmm. and like Otto Porter, who's six eight, could be the number five guy. So they'll be shooting a lot of threes. They'll be uh, running the ball a lot, and they'll at least be a fun team to watch. And if all goes well, they they could they could finish in the top four. That's pretty I, good. I thought that top la- four of the East. Yeah, I thought that last year, and they finished eighth. Okay. <laughs> they were 42-40, and 40, but <laughs> at the same time, they lost to teams like the Nets, the Hornets, they lost to the, the Suns, the Mavericks, they lost to like a lot of bad teams that they shouldn't be. Oh yeah,
1: that's always a sign of something.
0: Yeah, and there, there was one game when they played Utah, I mean, Utah was a good team, but they only scored 69 points, and they <laughs> lost by 47 points. Oh man. And so sometimes they just didn't show up against good teams, against bad teams, but if they can be more consistent... They could be a 51 team and be in the the top four. Nice. But again, don't put money on that.
1: No. Yeah.
0: Still put money on golden state. Well, it's interesting because this could be the last year of the dynasty Mm is there's talk that Kevin Durant may leave and may go to the Knicks. I think Clay Thompson is in his last year. And then, so, you know, this might be the last, the the last year we, we see this great team. Um, uh, you know I, I think that they'll they'll come out of the west but at the same time last year they finished number 2 in the regular season mm-hmm. and they just kind of mailed it in for a while <laughs> so it, and curry was hurt half the season i would say again i mean they're obviously the favorites uh, but got
1: any challenge from los angeles
0: no not not this year no. i mean i think <laughs> the the team lebron's playing with is just not that good <laughs> <laughs> and uh there, are, I think they are three point guy. There's like Lonzo Ball, there's Rondo, and there's LeBron. So I mean, who's going to bring the ball up? Mm-hmm. There's going to be, uh, I I don't know. I mean, it, the West is going to be fun because you know the Lakers could be like seed number six or seven. So I mean, there's so many good teams. Um, you know, Anthony Davis, New Orleans, Golden State, the Rockets after winning sixty games last year. So nice. I'm pretty excited about this season. I wouldn't say it's completely wide open, but the league hasn't had this much talent for like since like the 80s
1: cool yeah Yeah, that's great
0: uh let's go back to baseball all right the um we forgot to talk about the american league uh as we're (laughs) american league (laughs) yeah as we're talking about before the uh before the podcast our prep is that you think that the uh series between boston and houston is going to be the is pretty much kind of like the world series
1: yeah, I mean, those, both of those teams are extremely talented, very successful, and consistent. It just seems like either of them would win. Um, if either American League team made the World Series, they'd end up winning. Yeah. So here we go again. The American League is going to win the World Series. Happens so frequently, it's very upsetting as a National League fan. But, um, you know, I've forgotten about Houston for a while. Because Boston, East Coast maybe, East Coast bias, but right. Boston but, was just, Boston tearing just had through. such a great season, yeah. Right, they had people setting all sorts of records and, you know, hitting for the cycle. Like, all the sorts of great, uh, promotable baseball stuff was happening in Boston, whereas yeah. Houston was just like, you know, series after series, right. winning, keep yeah. winning them. So, it should be interesting to see, because I would love to see the Boston Red Sox dethroned. And uh, Houston would be my hero, and they're maybe the only ones that can do it. Um so, do you have a sense for that that season, series? Not
0: really, and I whoever comes out of the National League, I, I want to see I want to see win the whole thing. Cool. I just I, I mean, Houston won last year, so I I don't want to see them repeat. And just Boston, I mean, we all root against Boston teams. Just yep. <laughs> they have embarrassment or riches.
1: They're right. It's a, it's good for our health to root against. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah, there was a I had a quick story. A friend of mine I was talking to was living in Boston and moved away right before every single team won and he's a big sports fan he's like yeah that was uh that was really sad i wish i was around for that because before that they were pitiful right exactly And all of a sudden poof they don't have all the trophies <laughs> yeah must be nice
0: um i guess everything really turned around in uh when the patriots won in 2002
1: yeah versus the Rams. Remember that?
0: <laughs> versus Rams. that's right the greatest show on turf right <laughs> It seemed like the whole world was rooting for the Patriots at the time. Right. Except for you. You were likable. Right. You were probably rooting for St. Louis, right? Yeah.
1: yeah. Okay. Yeah. I never got to know that team because I left town before they really took hold. But yeah. yeah, I was still rooting for them. And the Patriots were all the qualities you like, right? Scrappy, come from behind, exactly, like right. underdogs, all that kind of stuff. It's just um, amazing how much it's that's turned around. Yep. It's funny. the The underdog concept itself is something that's very coveted and very fought for. So... Um, I'm trying to think if,
0: but it's it's kind of like with the um, Golden State Warriors. Just like five years ago, mm-hmm. they were the darlings of the NBA, mm-hmm. and they just kind of—I wouldn't say they came out of nowhere, but they were a team that just built themselves. It, it, the team built itself up over the years, mm-hmm. and they were you know a team that everybody enjoyed watching, that a lot of people latched onto, mm-hmm. and now it's starting to you know you can kind of just feel that there's a little bit of like Golden State like hatred out there oh yeah it's building up that <laughs>
1: happens there was a remember, a great um, what do you call it a, is it a Jeremiah or a Philippic one of those great pieces of rhetoric that just like yeah. castigates your enemy um, against the Cardinals this was three or four years ago after the Cardinals had been in the World Series a couple different times right and you know there was the Cardinal way, and the Cardinal fans are the best in baseball, and all this stuff. And this guy gets on Grantland and says, "You know what? Everybody <laughs> just stop that right now. Here's why they're the worst fans in baseball. Here's why it's a terrible place, and etc." Uh, so yeah, even even a nice place like St. Louis <laughs> can get lots and lots of uh, anti-fans. <laughs> well, Dave, how many World Series have, have they
0: won in your lifetime? Mm,
1: th- two. Two. You know, six and eleven. Right. They've been in a bunch. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, they've only won two. What's your, like, best memory as a Cardinals fan? Mm, I mean, being there as a kid is always great. When the team's good and their players are famous and you're collecting baseball cards, like, all that fitting together is really fun. Yeah. But in a story I tell all the time is 2004. That was the year they went to the World Series and got swept.
0: By the Red Sox, right? Uh, yeah. Yep.
1: they were. Um, I was in law school. I was downtown. And my friend and I, a big sports fan, we were in the library, I think. And he's like, hey, man, you, you want to go to the playoffs And I was like, sure. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> it was game six or game, game, yeah, I think it was game six at Bush Stadium. And we went downtown and we were going to scalp tickets, but we were, you know, poor students. So we're like, approached a, a group that I was selling and they're like, hey, you guys need two tickets? We're like, yes, we'll buy them for face value. And they're like, okay, 50 bucks. It was mm-hmm. like, <laughs> this is game six of the. <laughs> I think it was the LCS, I think. It was versus Houston actually. Yeah. And um, yeah, so we get in, we sit next to these people. They're very nice. We we're all well the way up in the way upper deck, but we were up over the um, right field well. So um, wait, right you paid the you $50, $50 for bucks. game six? Yeah. Wow. And uh, the Cardinals were trailing late in the game. Um, there were a couple home runs and then it went into extras and it was the, I think the 10th or 11th inning. Jim Edmonds comes up to bat. You know, these are back in the steroid days. Right. So big juiced up Jim Edmonds gets up there and uh, cranks one. He's a lefty, so it came to right field. It came yeah. in just below us. So right. we see the ball for about like three quarters of its flight and then disappears because we can't see it below right. the yeah. the terrace. And then we're like, is it gone? Is it off the wall? What happened? Is it foul fair? And uh-huh. so we had to watch the crowd and the umpire. And then we decided that it was a home run. Right. And then we celebrated. <laughs> <laughs> But we got to see that and they forced Game Seven, and then they got into the, uh, yeah, into the, the World little Series. Little series yeah, yeah, it's pretty awesome. Yeah. So, I mean, now even though you're what, not,
0: what, as... what's what's the worst? Uh,
1: oh yeah, memory is a. Uh, uh, well, the that's fan. well as a Cardinals fan. Uh, gosh,
0: I don't know. I get, was it getting swept by the? Uh, well, getting get be, getting beat getting beat by, by, by the Red Sox, Red Sox twice in <laughs> any, the World Series time, is pretty yeah. tough.
1: Yeah, it's tough to beat that. Anything in the. In maybe missing out on celebrations or I can't think of anything like at the stadium where I was like super disappointed. Right. That that stays for national as a nationals fan. Not <laughs> just a miserable games. I was gonna say, did you go
0: to, have you been to any of the uh, Nats playoffs games?
1: Yep. Um two years ago versus the Dodgers was like an eighth inning that wouldn't end. They went through oh, yeah, six pitchers. That, yeah, yeah. And that was it, like that
0: four 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 and a half hour game. Yeah, it was miserable. Like yeah. And the
1: Nats just couldn't get anything, any traction and lost. And it was... You just felt like at the end of the game, like this wasn't even a baseball game. It was, <laughs> it was so manipulated. So many different pitchers came in, so many different batters and like things, so many crazy things happened. And you're like, this is not baseball, this is something else. Right. It was, it was a disaster. <laughs> Have you been to any, um, crazy letdown or, or crazy exciting games either, uh, in any sport really?
0: I, I remember being at the Wizards, um, playoffs in, I think it was 05 when it was game six against, uh, cool. against, uh, the Bulls and they hadn't won a series, maybe two, three decades. <laughs> like it was like two decades. Yeah. It was like a really long drought. Wow. And, uh, yeah, Gilbert Arenas hit the game winner and, uh. Went to, I mean they they got crushed in the second round but still it was pretty I was you know way up in the top row yeah on the other side of the arena but yeah it was pretty awesome being being at that game
1: that's neat yeah. i was with your brother daniel in minnesota when gilbert oh, Arenas right. was playing in arizona right and the, final hit, and the final yeah, four the final and four and he yeah. hit a pretty couple pretty crucial i mean he was scoring like 35 points for them every night uh but it was so, so fun to watch him
0: you you, you went out to, to that too mm-hmm yeah. See, so you were at that game when uh, Maryland blew that twenty-two point lead. Yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> they went up, you know, what was it? It was like twenty-seven to three or something. or twenty-seven to six or yeah. whatever it was, and then they were, I think, still ahead at the half. But Duke had made up major ground, and then they just dominated us in the uh, second half. Right. It was... I remember that was talk about disappointment in, a, in an arena, man. Because people were like. The guys were, like, throwing their shirts off and pounding their chests, and Maryland fans running up and down the aisles, like, being crazy because we were actually going to beat Duke for the first time, and then we ended up not beating them. <laughs> and then did, did you stick around for the final, the Duke-Arizona yeah. final? Yeah. yeah. It was boring, but...
0: <laughs> yeah, it was a good trip, and... Yeah. It was definitely a, a memorable Final Four game.
1: <laughs> for sure.
0: All right, let's switch to... Uh, actually, let's talk about hockey before we get to football. All right. Um, yeah, just like in baseball, you're still loyal
1: to your hometown team, the Blues. Same those Blues, yeah. And, but you like the Caps also. Yep, good to see the Caps win the Cup last year. Blues now have not won yet, so we could get them one, maybe. That'd be nice. And um, so how, how do you like...
0: Well, let's talk about both teams. The Caps first. What do you think of their uh, their chances
1: to go back-to-back? It's been a little erratic. The first... Um, couple games here I mean they lost 6-0 to zero the other night <laughs> uh, they lost a tough one to Pittsburgh and but they beat the crap out of uh, the first team they played the f- I forget who they was they played but um, they kept their team mostly together so there's a great chance they have a new coach so we we'll to see how his system works out yeah. but um, as far as I could tell the team wasn't really listening to Barry Trotz at the end anyway so <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't matter <laughs> Um, yeah, it, it, he wasn't the key link in uh, in, yeah. in winning the championship. Yeah, I mean Ovi is slow. The, some of the um, stars are slower. Um, Oshi's slower. Ovi's slower. Um, you know, Carlson's getting up there. Yeah. So we'll see. They make some youth needs to step up. hoping needs to have another good year, but mm-hmm. they could certainly do it. They've got ch- big challengers. Pittsburgh, uh, the Lightning again, their are even though they seem to always collapse at the end of the season. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe a couple others, but. Yeah, I mean, I think the Flyers are up and coming as well. So we'll see. It'll be tough. Uh, the Blues. I was going to say, uh, the, the the Blues you're not so optimistic about? <laughs> not really. They've been flat. Great lineup. Great on paper. Coach, supposedly good. Uh, the front office, supposedly good. But they've just been a little weak. Yeah. I'll tell you, the thing that's telling to me, and I don't know the team that well, but I was looking at their schedule and I'm like, this whole month we're playing really good teams it's going to be really challenging for them. And then I step back and I am like, wait a second. Maybe that's because the Blues aren't good. <laughs> Every team looks good. Of course they do. The Blues are always going to lose. I don't know. We'll see how it pans out. The Blues usually have a good run, and then nothing happens at the yeah. end. We'll see. So does St.
0: Louis miss having a football team?
1: Probably. Probably. <laughs> I don't really hear much about it. I, yeah. I think there's some bitterness. They're not quite sure if they want to recommit. Um, but I know that there's rehab to the... Um, Convention center and possibly stadium, right? As if they're going to try to get another team, but I don't know. Uh, It didn't Uh, seem like the support was all that strong.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Obviously, for you, it doesn't. Not so much because you don't live in Saint Louis anymore, because you're you're not big in the football.
1: Well, that's true. Yeah. And so, so let's, uh, <laughs> I'm not, I'm not really, my ears aren't tuned to the football right. speak.
0: <laughs> so, why, um, so a lot of your podcast, uh, has been about, uh, reasons, say, not to, reasons why football is overrated, I should say.
1: Right. Why we shouldn't be as big of fans as we are, or we should turn it off entirely. <laughs>
0: <laughs> the, the thing is, my, uh, uh, let's hear your argument against football. I'm I'm open to this because <laughs> my team is uh, one and five this year, Jeez. and they're they're pitiful. Um, they lost the other night to the Eagles. They just got crushed, mm-hmm. and then last weekend they lost. They scored thirty three points, but they lost in the last second field goal, a sixty three yard field goal by Carolina. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, the Giants are one and five. I don't know how much I'm going to pay. Pay attention to the NFL rest of the year. Yeah. And I have other things to do on Sunday afternoons. (laughs) (laughs) Didn't watch a bad football team, but,
1: uh. No, I mean, the things you point out are are perfectly in, among the reasons why we don't watch and why we make fun of the sport. Uh, First of all, you describe them as being crushed. Yeah. Why do we need sports to give us a situation in which players and teams are crushed? The language is they're, overcharged. They're it's, literally getting yeah, crushed. Right, exactly. The language is overcharged. The concepts are, are too high octane. And it's really too more than a human player can withstand and the human fan, frankly. The second thing was losing on a last second field goal. I can't tell you how many games we watched and how many times we've made fun of the whole field goal situation. <laughs> you know, the team plays an entire game and they can lose in this play which is highly irregular and different than most of the plays they do the entire game and they put the entire weight of the game on the kicker even though it was up to the rest of the team for an hour but they couldn't even pull it off so now they're going to blame this guy who barely plays like the whole situation just doesn't make a whole lot of sense and the third thing is um you said you didn't want to spend your time on a sunday afternoon (laughs) watching a, a losing team and that's unfortunate because if you uh at game th- week three you know if you have a chance or not exactly and yeah. you can throw the rest of the season away and uh, that that's really unfortunate because there's fewer fewer if barely any reasons to tune in um if you're not I mean, right, gonna I mean, make the playoffs
0: right after the first three or four weeks there are a lot of meaningless games in the nfl
1: mm-hmm. right yeah well, why why bother watching right so those are the kinds of things that that we pick on <laughs> about the sport. And we sympathize with, with fans like you who are like, I want to watch. I have watched. My team has won the Super Bowl recently. Like, but I'm not enjoying this. <laughs> right. So, like, that's well, a problem.
0: Well, the one thing is um, it's very time intensive to watch football games. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're three, three and a half hours long. Mm-hmm. And, you know, in order to um, <clears throat> really be a close fan of the sport, I mean, you have to watch multiple games. Right. Th- all, all day Sunday their games Thursday night Monday I mean it, it's a big time commitment mm-hmm. so there's that there's the whole like connection with the m- m- military and, mm-hmm. and military militaristic language
1: yeah you
0: see these big flags out on the field before the game the fighter jets over <laughs> like why do we this is a football game a yeah. bunch of grown men chasing a ball hitting each other
1: right. and we have these fighter jets flying over. The uh, the stadiums before the games. as if America <laughs> lives and dies by what happens in a football football game. Well, now what about the social aspect? Don't you find that you need to know about six or eight games to, to talk to people at work on Monday Tuesday?
0: Right, exactly. Um, well, well, but the thing is, like football does bring like good, you know, it, you know, friendships are formed around it. It's mm-hmm. like you know yeah. people can talk for hours about football, and that's why they're friends because they're able to talk about just not football but any any type of sport.
1: Yeah, that's true, but,
0: but I, uh, I think
1: really the biggest issue now is just the concussion problem. It's scary. No, it's true that that stuff's coming out. Um, the league seems to be trying to address it, but in their incremental, insufficient way, just to get the news to calm down on it. And, right. There hasn't no, been much talk problem. about it.
0: Much talk about this season.
1: Mm-hmm. I feel like it's going to come back around. Uh, obviously, I mean, <laughs> you know, I mean, the
0: story about the hit, junior Seau. Mm-hmm. It's heartbreaking. I mean, there are other stories. I mean, he's he was a very like high profile player, so a lot of people talk about him. But there are other players who, you know, have committed suicide, who who are old and can't remember. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I mean, you know, these players say that they wouldn't, that even with what has happened, they're glad that they played. But at the yeah. same time, it's like now that people know what they're getting into before they start playing. I mean, imagine um being a being a football player for say 4 years in high school, 4 years in college, mm-hmm. and then having a the number of pro years, all those hits you take overall over all, over, the, over that time period?
1: Yeah. No, that's what they say. It's cumulative. Yeah. Now it's certainly scary. Definitely um worth calming things down in the league and, or maybe just shutting it down entirely. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's my approach. But now speaking of that kind of thing, you to me are like the perfect embodiment of where sports and sports culture are going because predictors are saying basketball will be the dominant sport within 3 years. Right. Football is going to be in the shadows and basketball will be culturally more, most important and more fun and get the, huge sellouts. What do you think? The
0: the thing is basketball you can just say watch 10 15 minutes of a game mm-hmm. and just be awed by the <clears throat> by the by the physical presence of the players. Mm-hmm. Just how how smooth they are their talent level just th- that, they're, that they're beasts out there playing mm-hmm. and you know the thing is it's I wouldn't say it's a uh, I mean yeah it's a, it's a beautiful sport to watch I mean it can be ugly at times <laughs> but you know it, I, I just I think that there's so much talent now mm-hmm. and the, the fact that games are fun to watch no matter who's playing like last night the Wizards were playing against a team from China <laughs> And the Wizards scored like 140 points. This is a preseason game. It was like 140 to 110. But, you know, just watching five, ten minutes of it was a lot of fun. I think for football, you're just like so intense. Yeah. And every play seems to matter. The entire <laughs> season can, can hang on one play. I mean, that's in a way what makes it exciting. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, it's also just like too much of an
1: emotional commitment. For sure. And either... Right. In your case recognize that you're being drawn overboard by by this sport or in other cases i'm sure that people are just getting um immune to it they're like you know i've been out of my mind about this sport for five years and i I just can't sustain that like i'm i need another a different kind of excitement so right and the physicality about football that was one of the big things that drew people to it but what from what you're describing basketball sounds like that could soak up a lot of that um fan interest
0: right exactly i mean you have a you have guys who are Six four, six six, six eight, six ten. Who can, who are like playing point guard? <laughs> uh, you know, it, but, usually for a littler guy, a right? For a littler right guy, exactly. Yeah. You used to see just people who were like six zero, but now you have guys who are six eleven, seven feet, sh- shooting three pointers. Wow. Yeah, and and you don't have like the isolations, all the post ups, and just pick and roll like you used to always have. Okay. So the game is like really just like it's just like wide open and spread out.
1: Cool. More more um, athleticism. Less. Would you say less fundamentals, or just less like, well, I, standard plays?
0: Yeah. The thing is, what you lose nowadays is like people who can shoot the mid range jumper. Okay. You, you don't have as much of, of that, and you, there is too much of a reliance on <clears throat> players and teams are sometimes too much too reliant on the three pointer. Okay. And I—that's th- that's where the analytics say to go because it's just you get more out of like each possession if you, if you shoot like X amount of three pointers. Would today. you rather your
1: team obey analytics or be pleasant to watch? Both. <laughs> <laughs> We're still looking for that. Right. That medium. Yeah. yeah. So, but um,
0: yeah. So, since you're not watching football, nope. and since the baseball season's winding down.
1: What else have you been watching outside of sports? Well, the biggest thing that's happened in my life after getting married was signing up to be an insider for this old house and you get access to all the seasons dating back to 1979. Really? And since uh, the, the, the wife and I, who we'll call Kansas City, that's her <laughs> nickname, um, and I have been looking <laughs> at houses around D.C. and what a great outlet to like get rid of your non-buying anxieties is to look, like watch someone else fix up a house. Exactly. So man, it is a great time. So we watch that. We watch it this morning. We watch it on the weekends. And it's, it's great. But um, at some point I'll tune into hockey and then, uh, you know, just pine for baseball, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> you, you'll be waiting for, I guess... Uh
0: they start reporting for spring training in like February, or March. Yeah, around, around Valentine's Day.
1: Around that, it's, it's okay. the Valentine's Day for the, the great love uh,
0: well, of the game. Perhaps, uh, hopefully, the Caps will be in a, will be doing well. They'll be in a playoff run, and uh, we'll be we'll be focused on that. That'll carry you through until yep. baseball. Yeah, it's, the City's way more fun when that's going on. Exactly. All right. Thanks a lot, Steve. You got it. Thanks for having me.